Welcome back to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We truly believe you're made for more and have purpose in Christ. Here, everyone, all ages, backgrounds, and walks of life are welcome to dive into the Bible for godly insight on topics we all deal with to ultimately seek truth. Thank y'all so much for listening. Let's get this party started. Welcome back to Chosen Girl. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. Thank you guys so much for joining in on another episode of Tell Me About It. Y'all, this is literally the next to last episode of season two. What? We are shook. We beyond are, shook. Yes, beyond shook. Like, how could how can it be? <laughs> Quarantine is a time warp. Like, did we actually live three months of our life this year? Like, did that really <laughs> That feel that that is literally so real because it doesn't even it does not feel like I don't know where that time went at all. But we're here and we made it, and life is seemingly going back to normal or a new normal, whatever that looks like. And it seems like the coronavirus is not nearly as severe as we expected, and like that is worthy to be. I'm like praise God, praise Absolutely. God that it's not nearly as bad as they expected because things definitely could have been a lot worse and here we are on the other side and you know I'm just gonna say like girl I'm proud of you you got through it you you survived you th- or you either were surviving or thriving and either way you're still here and you're still with us and for that I'm thankful for you and I'm proud of you yes we have the best chosen girl fam ever like seriously we've been so I, I can't even put into words how grateful I am. We've been doing this for almost a year. June 1st marks the chosen anniversary of us having Chosen Girl for a year. I honestly can't even think back to life without Chosen Girl, um, like as if that was a thing. Uh, but y'all, we are so grateful for you sticking with us and and messaging us week after week saying this was just what God needed or what I needed from God. Excuse me. God don't need nothing. But, uh, <laughs> and for bearing with our crazy selves, like I'm totally humbled right now. So make sure to tune in next week. We're going to have a super special episode to end season two. We're going to take a short break in um, June and part of July, and then we'll be right back um, very soon um, for season three of Tell Me What. Um, but today we're going to talk about a word that a lot of people think only has to do with losing a loved one, which obviously mm-hmm. is a huge part of this word. But um, it's very important to analyze and recognize when grief comes into our life. And mm-hmm. so if you think that you haven't grieved something, guys, stick with us because we will all experience some kind of loss in our life and we've got to be prepared to deal with it. Um, and if you haven't experienced loss yet, you just haven't lived long enough. Um, and we're not necessarily talking about like physical loss of a person in your life. Um, so Liz, you want to get us started on talking about this? Like, really, like we're getting deep today for real. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who've really been following along with us, um, you know, that I lost my dad back in March of, um, of this year. And that was, it was just such a different experience. Like I'd never, I've, I've lost people and I've lost people that I was close to, but like losing a parent really is just so different. And I'm not here looking for for sympathy or anything like that, but I'm really, 
you know, in the midst of going through the whole process, I really felt like the Lord was saying, I'm like, I'm calling for you to go through these things so that you can share this with somebody. Like, it's not just for everyone's going to experience grief and you have an opportunity to use it to glorify God. And like I said, okay, I'm here for that. And, um, so I took down some notes today and I really just wanted to show, to share some, um, examples from the Bible of other people who have grieved and what that's looked like, and even share some personal examples of how I've gone through this grieving process and, um, really just have an honest and normal conversation about something that is normal. We will all grieve something, someone, sometime in our life. Yes. And there, I want to start out by saying that there's no individual thing or a person that is too small to, to grieve. So regardless, if you, if you are grieving a human being, if you are grieving a child, even one, a child that you lost or a child that you prayed for and have not had, if you're praying for, if you have lost an event or a life, some, some kind of celebration that you really wanted, if you are missing out on grieving an experience that you always hoped you'd have and you won't get a chance to have, like we see you and we're praying with you because it's hard and please let us know how we can pray with you through this. But when we look at the term grief, um, I really started looking at initially mourning and to mourn is to express deep sorrow for someone uh, specifically who has died. But when we look at grief and if we go back to the Latin root and it, and we kind of follow the timeline of how this word has changed and what its different meanings, it really started out as just being something heavy and something heavy, something that was a burden, something that could was harmful and something that oppressed you. And with that, I really wanted to say that it's kind of like we talk about being yoked up all the time. So a yoke is something like you usually get with two people or two oxen would carry that like a plow, but the thing is, is that, that it's a burden and that you need somebody to go through these things with. I mean, you, God can get you through, can get you through it, but he doesn't want you to be physically by yourself. I mean, like there, seek out the person in your life, whether that's your best friend, a family member, somebody to help support you during that time, because you're going to need it. There will be days when you may want to just weep and cry. And some days when you'll want to reminisce and there'll be days when you just need someone to literally just distract you and you're going to need somebody to help you carry these burdens because it was not meant also for you to carry for an extended period of time. Right. It's something that you are supposed to set down um, at some point. And it's okay to, you know, to carry that burden while it's that time. But I say this to go through your process, but I pray that you won't let yourself or believe lies that will trick you into carrying a burden that the Lord is asking for you to place on him. Right. And that leads me, we like have so many verses about grief in the Bible Mm -hmm. that we're talking about today, but Psalm 55, 22, which sounds so much like one of the verses in the New Testament. It says, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. And Like you said, Liz, like whether you're actually grieving the physical loss of someone due to death or an illness um, or like I have written down because grieving is just losing something. If you've lost like y'all, this is not to be taken lightly. If you've gone through a breakup, Mm -hmm. if you lost a 
a boyfriend or if you're at the end of a season like I remember this is this sounds so elementary but it meant a lot to me when I was in high school I was in school plays and we would practice together for eight months at a time and have a huge spring production and I remember when those productions were over I had Mm -hmm. such a hard time in the months to come not seeing those people and experiencing the joy that we had experienced together on a daily basis and of course I was just like 17 at the time but now looking back I was like wow, I I grieved that, like, not in a huge exponential way. But I had a really hard time when that season was over. Or if you've ever had a friend change or something happen and Mm -hmm. then not be your friend anymore. And we're not talking about like the kindergarten playground friendships, like this is real adult things, how people can have falling outs and Mm -hmm. it hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you are moving from your childhood home, or you may think it's too simple or elementary, but guys, grief is real. And like Liz said, and I didn't mean to like slow your roll because you were on a roll, girl. Pretty but <laughs> like it is a burden mm-hmm. and it may be yours to carry for a short season, but it may be yours to lay down. So yes. the the important part to take away from that is grief is going to be different for everyone. Like mm-hmm. we've been reading this amazing website about grief and one of the myths of grief, like the lies that the enemy would have us think is like, you're supposed to get over this in X amount of time or grief is supposed to look exactly like this for you. And yes, there are systems or um, what is it called? The stages of grief. Yes, there are, but it's seriously going to look different for everybody. Not everyone goes through all the stages. It doesn't take a year for some people. For some people, it may take 10 years. And even Mm -hmm. after that initial hump is gotten over, there's still going to be waves of grief that creep in. And that's just a part of being human. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And, you know, as you, as you touched on the different ways that we can grieve, um, I went looking for a few examples of people that have been that grieved in the Bible. And um, the first one is Joseph when he grieved his father, Jacob. And, you know, the custom was really, the Jewish custom was seven days. You bury someone, the day that they die, you like fast and grieve for seven days. Um, Joseph, and this is a Genesis 50, um, verse one through three, like that's where I'm pulling this from. Joseph mourned his father for 70 days. Like, 70 days that was a very long time to grieve anyone but but the thing too also is that it's not it this, he did not grieve by himself if you go back and you look at these verses you'll find that there were so many people who respected Jacob and wanted to honor him and essentially I mean people of all from all walks of life I mean we're talking like highly like high officials to you know servants and everybody in between there's so many people in that it's when you lose somebody you're not the only one losing that person. Yes. And especially, I mean, this is more specific to a person, but often this can usually also apply to a lot of things that you're grieving too. Um, so like if you, if you have been hurt by a friendship and like Sarah said, if you've lost that friendship, you had a falling out or something, you're not the only person in that equation. And so I say this to be for you to encourage you to be mindful that if you are grieving something, remember that you're not the only one. And as you pray for yourself in these moments, to pray for the other people who may be on the other side of that too. 
but also to that likely chances that you're not alone. So in the chance that this is like, if you have lost a person or you know that you have that support system, lean on them because they will understand that you're grieving. Yes. Um, through those kinds of moments. Um, another example that I, that I loved, if you have not read through Ruth, I think we did, did we, we did a story, we did study, a story study. Yes. Yeah. And that's in our highlights on our Instagram. If anyone wants to go back and do that story study, that's there for free. So yes. that's a lot of fun. We need to do more of those yes, in our quote so unquote good. free time. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Um, what is it? <laughs> but I went back and I read through Ruth um, and I couldn't help but think about, you know, here Naomi is and she has um, lost her husband and her only two sons and their daughter, her, her daughter-in-laws are with her. Um, and she says to, you know, she says to them both, like, go back to your family, go back to your gods, like go back to your own customs, you know, and just leave me, let me have my bitter cup alone. And cause I won't, I love you too much to ask you to bear that burden with me. And Orpah goes back, but Ruth just, um, Ruth decides to stay with Naomi and, you know, where you go, I'll go. And, um, your God is my God. And, once again, that's just, it's the power of community and not grieving alone. But I also want to sh- touch on one other small part of that. You know, we also always talk about daughter, like a mo- mother-in-law, father-in-law, and, but we never really think about where that term comes from. It's a daughter by, by law, essentially is what it's saying. It's like this person, you're tied to this person, not just because you're married, but by a covenant, by a law. And that um, I love that regardless of Ruth's upbringings and where she was from, she upheld a law that was not one of her own. Yes. And that she was there for Naomi. And, um, and I say that to just to encourage you is in a promise that God has kept to us in remembering a promise that we can keep to like for in serving other people and loving our neighbor. And that's something that he's asked us to do, not be, you know, not just to do it for fun, but because it's, it's a reflection of him and the promises that he's kept. And um, so that, that was one thing that I loved about the story of Ruth is that she didn't let her mother grieve alone. And because of it, let us not forget that Ruth met Boaz and therefore became (laughs) in the line of Jesus Christ. (laughs) That is just Romans eight twenty eight. if I've ever heard it. Like, God works all things together for the good of those who love him. And are called according to his purpose. Amen. Yes. Amen. That's one of my favorite verses. Same here, girl. Um, and then my, my last example comes from 1 Samuel. And it's the story of Hannah. And um, I love... I I love the story of Hannah because I wrote in my notes that she literally prayed her way. She was not able to conceive and to the point where even her husband was responding like, don't, I mean, don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? I mean, like, stop, like, why are you grieving? Why are you still here? And, um, and Hannah even goes through some of the stages of grief. Um, I'm reading down uh, a verse, First uh, Samuel 1, verse 11. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if you will only look to your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord um, for all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. She was bargaining with the Lord. God, give me a son and this is what I will do. 
And she kept praying and she was praying and praying and praying. And there's two points to this. The first is that she said no razor will ever be used on his head. And we know this is the story of Samson, but I also want to share that grieving, another part of that is it used to be custom that you would cut your hair, you'd shave your beard, you'd cut your clothes, you would make you would change your physical appearance. And that's also a part of grief. And I put in my notes that um, bangs. We always say yes. like, if someone's going through something that you start getting, like when you see, it's like, girl, like I guess I saw a TikTok and I was like, girl, I know we're in quarantine, but don't get no, bangs. Don't do it. And, and that can be a great metaphor for like, when you're overcome with grief, yes. don't make any rash life decisions. That is yeah. not the time to do things like that because- emotions are very heavy and that doesn't mean that they're not real or we're not accusing Mm -hmm. people of being crazy or hysterical but sometimes the heaviness of a situation can really affect some decisions Mm -hmm. and you don't want to have regret later on yes exactly and so the second point that I'm pulling from this um comes from the same chapter, uh, verse 16. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I've been praying here out of my great anguish and grief. I mean, she was just so sad. She longed for a child so long and for so hard. Um, And one of the things that she says, um, they think that she's drunk. She's sitting there and she's praying. And she, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put your wine away. And Hannah says, not so, my Lord. Um, Because she's at the temple praying. She says, I'm a woman who's deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Just saying that verse gives me chills because it it honestly reminds me of myself. Um, there There was one night in particular when I just came home and it was after, um, this is my personal part. It was after my dad had gotten sick the first time and he had had the, when I die conversation with me and my siblings. And one night I came home and I was just so just overwhelmed and scared and nervous and like, you know, just all the things like, I just don't know what to do. And you don't know what to do until you're there. And I just had a moment where I just break, I broke down and I just had to pour out my soul to the Lord. I was like, begging the Lord to give me like understanding and patience and peace and like clarity and, you know, just grace and mercy and all the things. I was just like, God, I can't, I cannot do this without you. And when I had that, that moment of an outpouring, I feel like that's when I was really able to begin processing things in a completely different light. That was not so resemblance of loss. Yes. For, I felt like it felt very selfish up until that point that everything was, I'm look at look at what I'm losing, and instead the Lord really helped me shift shift my focus to remembering what I had gained that Praise I had gained a father that like loved me that taught me to like study the word that taught me about God and who His character is that was a great example that always cared for me that loved me unconditionally, and that's what helped me personally get through my own grieving that allowed me to begin healing before yes. I even lost my dad. But Praise it God. took a full on outpouring. And so I say this to you, don't, don't let your thoughts that whatever you're grieving, it's too small to take to the Lord and lay at his feet. Right. Take it, take it. He will get you through. He will, he's not there to laugh at you. He will get you through if you let him. Because yes. I could have held on to all of that grief and it would have made me better for sure. And that's one of the lies that I have written down 
that and and we'll go through all of these with you guys that Satan would have us believe during a time of grief um, is that you have to be strong all the time or God is punishing me or I'm alone or this isn't worth grieving over. Mm-hmm. And that if it is a concern of your heart, then God sees you. Yes. Like God made you for a reason. Like, of course, will we overreact in life about some things? Absolutely, we will. However, if something is overcoming your spirit to the point of grief, there's a reason that it's there. It's because something was important to you in your life and you've lost it or you're in the process mm-hmm. of losing it losing it or you're feeling fear about that situation and if it's something that is like I said overcoming your spirit enough to occupy your prayers and your thoughts and make you feel I don't know if you guys have ever felt that physical pain of heartbreak or anxiousness or uh, fear then it concerns God and God wants to help you carry that load um some other lies that we've written down is you should be ashamed for feeling this way or moving on from this at this amount of time makes me look insensitive or no one understands how I feel. And these guys are seriously red flags from the enemy Mm -hmm. that you need to start speaking the truths of God's word and showing yourself some self-care and love and value because if you don't work through grief properly it will be something that haunts you for a while yes you can't the pain will not go away if you ignore it of course time does really help people say that all the time and I'm gonna be completely honest that used to make me so freaking mad if somebody would be like, it'll get better in time. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. guess what? Right now that doesn't help me. Like, I'm just going to be real. Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> going to be mad at me right now. But like time is great. It's not the ultimate healer. That's God. You have to give it to him. But the pain is not going to go away if you ignore it. If you try to power through it, mm-hmm. it's not going to go away. The things that we have to do, just like you said, Liz, pouring out your spirit to God. Like, even if you look in the Psalms of David, that's literally all he did. He had so many reasons to grieve and be upset and be anxious and fearful. He did some horrible things as a human, and he had a lot of responsibility as a human. So pour out yourself to God, even if you have a hard time knowing what to pray or how to pray or even Mm -hmm. opening up your Bible in times of my life where I've grieved things, both people that I've lost in my life or friendships that have gone wrong. Or even if you have had a dream of yours, like a God dream, not go the way that it needed to go for it to come to fruition. You know, sometimes it's really hard to pray when you're disappointed and it's really hard to open up your Bible when you really like, when you're, when you're just straight up disappointed, you're like, God, I don't know why this hasn't worked out. Mm-hmm. Liz and I talked about earlier, have some kind of time with God. If that's like Liz is, and, and me and Liz, we're literally a horse of the same color. We function the same. <laughs> for me, it's prayer. It's hard for me to get into the word when I'm grieving. It's prayer and worship music. If you're a journaler and you need to write down those prayers, um, or if you don't even know what to say and you just need to sit with God and just listen to him and just be aware of him in your life, 
do that. Whatever it is for you that is your God time, do that. Have some accountability mm-hmm. with it. Um, journal with that. And know that there is a time coming where there's going to be hope. Yes. That God does not intend for you to grieve forever. Um, Liz, I don't know where I was going with that, but there it went. Girl, no, that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, that's the reality of it. It it really is. And, you know, one of the things also, um, something that I found online that reminded me of some other good things of if you are not grieving, but you're supporting someone who is grieving, that you are also a huge part of that process. Because it, I cannot imagine going through what, I, what I've most recently gone through, or even other grieving processes alone. Um, and But the thing is, don't let your fears about saying or doing the wrong thing stop you from reaching out. Yes. Like, that's a lie from the enemy. Like, well, they don't want to hear from you. Or like, you shouldn't say that. Or just just reach out. I promise they will appreciate it. Um, oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, girl. Let's talk about friends a little bit more. So, like, if you're not the one grieving, if you're that account- accountability partner for someone else who is grieving, sometimes it's really easy to want to calculate everything to say perfectly. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know if y'all have ever had a friend try to explain what you're going through and it just makes it worse and you know that they're doing it in love but the thing is like there's a verse in first corinthians it says that we look here on this earth we look through a glass that is dimly lit like we are not going to understand all things that's like um about six years ago one of my best friends got killed in a car accident Liz was also friends with this person um it was right before I got married and they were going to be a bridesmaid in my wedding and I didn't understand and a person tried to approach me and give me all the reasons that God quote unquote took her from us and that was really hard and I actually am not proud to say that I regretfully kind of went off on that person. I was like, wait, nope, nope. You do not need to say these things to me because everything that you're saying to me right now (laughs) is making me mad at God. And I know that God loves me and God is not here to hurt me. So I just need you to stop talking before I'm mad at God. Like, thank you. (laughs) And, And that's just being real. And I know that someone out there listening has probably been there, but sometimes like I remember other friends during that time were just like, I don't know what you need, but I'm here. And like, Mm -hmm. if you need to just go get some coffee, if you need to just sit in your house and let's cry together, like whatever you need, I'm here. So just call me and they would check up on me frequently. And Liz, that's something that you and I talked about earlier. Like sometimes everyone's there for you when the initial trauma happens. But what about three months later? Mm -hmm. What about six months later? Like check up on your friends. Like that's such a blessing. to be checked up on and realize lastly you cannot fix it yeah you can make parts better but nothing that you say nothing that you do is going to fix the loss of what happened Mm -hmm. because just like with the loss of a loved one Liz like there's nothing I can do to bring your dad back to you yeah and I hate that I hate that, but praise God, we can be there for each other and bring joy to each other in ways that we know how. Mm -hmm. And I didn't mean for that to sound insensitive. You know, my heart. No, Oh my gosh, girl. No, no, it's it's reality. Like this is the real deal. But 
it's almost kind of like, what can I control? I can control how I check up on Liz. I can control our time together, how it's filled with joy or happiness or fun. Cause I think that fun is something that really helps drown out grief or helps the process go kind of float more than drag. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean by that? That's I like that. Mm -hmm. And then also like what, just thinking about what can I control? Like I can't, take away what happened, but I can add to Liz's life. And also I can't explain what happened. I don't know why things happen. So don't try to be God and explain everything. Just be there for that friend. Check up on them. Check up on them again. Check up on them again and again. And six months later and a year later. And, you know, of course, be be sensitive about like, hey, I'm not trying to bring things up, but how are you doing about that situation? Like, yeah. If you ever if you ever need me, I'm here or I'm praying for you. Um and that means so much. Mm-hmm. That means it, the world. It really does. It really does. Man. And and also too, Liz, we get to talk about the hope of heaven. That was the last thing that I thought that we might should end on. It's like no matter what grief you're in, there is hope at the end. Amen. Pray without the, here's the reality y'all without God, period. There is no, there is no rhyme or reason. There is nothing else. There is nothing else. Like I cannot, cannot imagine one doing life two experiencing grief. Like I, there's no way I could do any of this without the grace and the love and the mercy of Jesus Christ and God, like God has been, so faithful beyond anything and the Holy Spirit has has interceded on my behalf to say the prayers that I didn't even know to say yes and there is hope at the end because because God is there and that it and that's that alone yes and if if we think it's because of any other reason like we're just being fooled but the thing is is that because of God period there is hope yes you're never without it like even in the midst of grief, um, I love in Psalm seventy three twenty six. it says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is my strength and my portion forever. Amen. That's not going away. Like when you don't have strength, girl, that is okay. Mm-hmm. God is your strength. When you don't feel like you're enough, God is your portion. Mm-hmm. And then even in John 16, 33, we talk about this verse all the time about how Jesus does not sugarcoat the fact that in this world, you are going to have trouble. But guess what? Then he has a solution in the after but part of this sentence. But take heart. I have mm-hmm. overcome the world. So like anything that we go through in this world, this verse tells us we have nothing to fear. I love those verses in Psalms. I've been reading a lot in Psalms lately where David's like, what can mortal man do to me? What can happen to me on this earth that is so horrible that God can't fix? Because like, y'all, even death ends in heaven. And like, you know, you hear at funerals, those verses like, we should be rejoicing when someone dies and we should mourn when a baby is born. Yeah, that's great. But in real life, guess what? It's not like that. Like I totally get what that writer is trying to say. And it's the truth. And Mm -hmm. when you go through a few hard things on this life, 
or in this life, you're kind of like, I totally get it. Like, I feel sorry for babies. They hadn't lived their life yet. They about to have some hard stuff coming up <laughs> in the next few decades. Like puberty's coming for them in like 13 years. Like, no, I'm joking. But like, <laughs> seriously, we listen to these or we read these verses that seem quote unquote cliche that are read at funerals or when someone passes. But seriously, guys, our hope is not in this world. It's in what's beyond. And Amen. even even while we are here on this earth, God promises to sustain us. He promises that he's close to the brokenhearted. Psalm 30 Mm -hmm. verse five says that there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Like there were so many verses on hope during grief. And that's the thing that we have to cling to is to know, like, like we've said before, it's okay to not be okay, but it's also amazing to understand that God doesn't want you to stay not okay. Mm-hmm. That's so, so good. There's a season, just like it says in Ecclesiastes, there's a season to grieve, but then there's a season to have joy and to rejoice. So like, use your season. Don't let Satan steal that from you of working through the loss of something. Don't let Satan mm-hmm. tell you, this is too small. You're dumb for grieving this. That is a lie. But also don't believe the lie that this is what your life is supposed to look like as a new normal. Um, because joy does come in the morning. Well, amen. And I, I just want to, I just want to end on, on this verse from Revelation 21. Um, just to kind of wrap up all the things we just talked about the last couple of minutes, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. Praise God. Our our loved ones, all those things will no longer pass away, but the pain, all of that will. And what, what a joy and a blessing that is. Girl, praise God. I can't think of a better note to end on for today. Girl, God is so good. And that, you know, we always, we have a saying in our house about the word all. And, you know, God is good all the time, all the time God is good. Well, what does all mean? All means all, and that's all all means. It's what we've always been Yes. Told. And so it's just like, yeah, all, everything. God God is is good all the time, and like period. <laughs> yes, period. And he's our hope, period. Mm-hmm. And he is the only hope, period. Amen. Y'all, I guess that's it for today. We will be back next Tuesday for the last episode of Tell Me About It Season 2. So make sure if you haven't caught up, um, feel free to binge. They're all available wherever you podcast. Um, Also, check out our new merch. Like, not trying to be salesy, but it's kind of the cutest stuff ever. But uh, (laughs) super cute. We're super excited about it. And we cannot wait to see what this next season brings for you. If you're in the middle of grief, Sister, please know you're not alone and that joy comes in the morning. And we will see you guys back next Tuesday. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening and for being a part of our Chosen Girl community. Make sure you subscribe, screenshot, and even tag us on Instagram so we can share in the love with you guys. We love you. We are praying for you. And we truly believe that God has more for you. See you all next Tuesday.